you okay in association with Electric Ireland. In the darkest times, we're brighter together. Electric Ireland, shining a light on mental health with Pieta and Darkness into Light. While we can't gather for Darkness into Light in the way we usually would this year, we can all share one sunrise together. You can still sign up at darknessintolight.ie to help Pieta raise funds for their vital, life-saving services. Hello, thanks for joining me for another special edition of You OK to mark this year's Darkness Into Light, proudly supported by Electric Ireland. Darkness Into Light is all about raising awareness of self-harm and suicide. And a little later, I'll be chatting to Clinical Regional Manager at Pieta, Lee Kenny, to talk a bit about the services Pieta offer, what you can do if you or someone you know is really struggling at the moment. And of course, she'll be telling us more about why Darkness Into Light has such a positive impact. First, though, I caught up with Pieta Ambassador Lawson Mpame on Zoom to chat about his experience of basically what can happen when feelings and emotions are suppressed over a period of time. Lawson is creative director and founder of Laws of Style, a lifestyle and fashion agency. And, you know, he comes across as a confident young guy, you know, sure of himself, comfortable in his own skin. But for a long time, that was really just a mask. Lawson grew up with tricky family dynamics, complex relationships and a culture that dismissed mental health issues as weakness. So, you know, unsurprisingly, he became a bit of an expert in bottling up his feelings to the extent that even when he was diagnosed with testicular cancer, he didn't even tell his mum. Now, things are different now, and a key part of that has been a shift in Lawson's approach to being honest about how he's doing and encouraging others to do the same. I'm a textbook bottler, typical guy who just bottles and just packs it all in there. And and obviously, like at some point, it's a pressure cook. It's a soon explode, you know, and you're not releasing the valve or a bit of air here and there, the kind of thing. So eventually it did. It, it just got to a point where I think it was like two years ago or something like that. When I night out with my friends, you know, we all go home and I'm talking to my best friend. We literally just after leaving the party, I think 30 minutes, an hour beforehand, we're still awake, that kind of thing. And then that's when I talked to them. I was like, I don't feel great, man. And I feel like you know, suicide. I think that was the turning point. Like That was wow. the point where we kind of realized, oh, shit, this, this is like, you know, there's something wrong. And I think he, 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 had, he had always known that there was things there, but we just never really talked about it. It was always kind of like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Or I'm getting through it. Or if, if we can help, it could help, that kind of thing. But we never actually really had proper, you know, sit-down conversations, just talk about everything you know and be like how do you actually feel about these things like even if it means me crying and you know we never had those moments like it just erupted and then it, just, it was at that moment where it was really tough and I think I remember this point where it's just like right our friendship needs to change here it's things something has to change we need to actually start having this conversation actually really talking as friends and we can't be friends if we can't create a safe space where we can actually have these conversations and really help each other and as much as we can and to the best of ability like, and since then we talk quite a lot like well, thank goodness <laughs> you were able to talk to him that night. There was somebody there because mm. having had a lifetime where you didn't feel yeah. able to say to people. God knows what could have happened had you not been there. You know, I mean, mind, there's a lot of drink that was involved that night. You're not thinking straight, like, you know what I mean? And no, of course. Those things creep in. And again, I was on my own. What do I do? Mm. Had he not texted back, I have no idea what could have happened. So you texted yeah. him. I thought you were yeah, with yeah. him side by side, yeah. at, like on the bus or he something. He left the party and then I got home. He got home. 
And then that's when I just texted. It wasn't even a text to say, oh, to check on each other kind of thing. I just texted him randomly. If you're comfortable saying, like, what did he reply with? He was like, man, what's wrong? Um, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, can I, should I come over? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 we don't have to. And then we started talking. I think we talked for, for, for hours then. Obviously, that was like the beginning of kind of trying to unravel this type of stuff. And obviously, everybody yeah. has their own different sort of approaches and coping mechanisms and things and treatments and stuff that they seek out. Mm-hmm. I know from talking to you, really, the biggest change is that how you and your friend group decided mm-hmm. to shift how you communicate with each other. We've been friends for years. It just feels like all we do is just party. But something has to change here, you know what I mean? So like even sometimes when we have drinks, we go for hikes, whatever we have, what we call therapy. That's our therapy sessions. Like it's actually got to a point where we don't invite, let's say, significant others to these things because it might start off as like, we're having crack, we're having the crack. Next thing you know, we're offloading. It can be too much for other people who are expecting a party. You know, when they get there, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's all deep and we're talking about, you know, family and stuff. It's a bit much like, you know, I mean, so it's actually got to a point now where we have to be careful who we invite to things because of that. Like, you know, but we call it therapy. Literally, that's what we, it's like a therapy session. We've got so much close, especially during the pandemic, because we're lucky that we have creative agencies together. So we've been working together. It's like sometimes after work, we have a few beers. Next thing you know, we're talking about stuff that's happened. And I'm talking about stuff that could have happened like seven years, you know, traumatic things that we just never really had a chance to talk about then. So we're slowly but surely unpacking all those things bit by bit and not just the stuff that happens now it's even stuff from like way back that healing process i feel like we're all kindred spirits in the sense that we can't really talk to therapists this is better for us like we find mm-hmm. this works but i'm not saying people shouldn't go with therapy because if that works for you that works for you but like for the most part i think it starts within your friends because they're the ones you see every single day like they're the ones you hang out with every single day they're the ones who nine times out of ten know a lot of what's going on in your life, especially if you're really close friends or best friends. So I feel like that's where it should begin, like, you know, having those mm-hmm. conversations within your friends group and setting those rules and setting those terms that, look, we're friends for the good times, but we're also friends for when we really need to have those conversations and create that safe space to be able to open up. Like, create a situation where somebody is feeling suicidal. They can literally say, pick up the phone. Lads, this is what it is. This is where I am. I need your help. Come pick me up. It's down to that, just having those conversations. And I know it's so cliche and so easy to say, oh, I have this conversation. It takes time. It's something you work towards slowly, but surely. It starts 100% from setting those rules. We are friends, but we just can't be friends for the good times only. The other thing I just want to talk to you briefly about is you're obviously a an ambassador for Pieta House and their Darkness into Light event that is coming up. What do you think is the value of darkness into light why should people engage with darkness into light like what is what is it to you in terms of like the meaning of it darkness into light for me is a massive thing because um i did this sunrise note kind of talks about like you know this moment of coming from my darkness into light the importance of obviously the work that the amazing guys at pieta do the importance of darkness into light for everybody because this is, this is something I've, I've heard about like you know for the past couple of years but i never really truly engaged up until i think two years ago that's when I started engaging into it you know was meaning to do my own first walk this year unfortunately but it's not happening but we're doing an amazing sunrise moment we all wake up at one time and uh, 8th of May and we watch the sunrise and uh, together also share our sunrise uh, notes as well like so yeah it was I saw this amazing quote by Atticus it was like depression is being colorblind and constantly told how colorful the world is at one point in my life this was very much true everything was gray and there was no color to be seen anywhere it looked Things just seemed to get worse and worse, no matter how much I tried to make them bright. The world was truly gray and dark. 
It's at this moment darkness creeped in like a stranger in the dark with mild intent to snuff out whatever light that was left. I almost let the dark stranger in. Suicidal thoughts loomed over me daily and it was all that I thought about some days. All I thought of was just ending the pain and that this was the only way to end that pain. But it took the lowest point in my life to realize how wonderful and colorful the world truly was. Colorful and wonderful because I had people who loved me dearly and who wanted me to see how colorful the world truly was. It took talking about this dark stranger who was lurking and confronting this dark stranger to begin the healing and seeing the world for what it truly was, a wonderful and colorful world. And I understand here and lie to you that it will be easy, but you know that you're loved, you're worthy, and that the world is truly a beautiful and colorful place. Just confront the dark stranger and reach out for help. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel that will bring you from darkness into light. Well, you heard there what darkness into light means to Lawson. Now we're going to chat with Clinical Regional Manager at Pieta, Lee Kenny, to discuss the event a little further, as well as the vital services it funds. Darkness into Light, I suppose, is a global movement of hope. And we're now in the 13th year, but it extends across five continents and 19 countries with over 200,000 people taking part. And that's to raise awareness of suicidal ideations, suicide thoughts and self-harm. I mean, to think about even like those figures just blow my mind all the time, like it really does. While we know what it is, I just kind of feel like it's hard to put into words if you haven't experienced it. You know, the walk is such a deeply symbolic representation of the therapeutic counselling journey that Pieta provide to those impacted by self-harm and suicide. And it does aim to spark conversation about the importance of mental health and our well-being in our lives. And it also sparks that conversation around breaking down the stigma all the time. And I think just in relation to the healing process, what I get from it and what I hear people, you know, when they talk about it, it's about remembrance for those who lost a loved one or loved ones and those who had a lived experience of suicide and or self-harm. When I've been to Darkness into Light walks when we could actually walk together, it is such an emotional walk and, and, and place to be when you see t-shirts with pictures of loved ones who they have lost and that they're walking in memory of those people and they're walking in solidarity and it is a demonstration of solidarity for those impacted by suicide and self-harm and I remember being in the Phoenix Park one time I got very close to the end and as I looked back and the sun was coming up and as I looked back along the path this sea of yellow my eye couldn't even go as far as the end but just all these people saying to those, you're not alone. And that is extremely out loud. Like when you think about the 19 countries and five continents and over 200,000 people, we are all saying you're not alone and that there is hope. We're all saying it. For anybody who hasn't taken part, I would really encourage you to do so. And I suppose I just know and I've got that felt sense that it is a truly an amazing event to be a part of. And I know that it does make a massive difference to somebody's life. The sheer volume of people that participate in it does send such a loud signal to people who feel so alone. Mm. And it's the polar opposite of that. It's literally a very tangible example of the fact that, you know, you're not 
it, may, yeah. it, it can feel like that. Of course, it can feel like that. But in actuality, that's yeah. not the case. The symbolism of it is so mm. meaningful and it, you get surprised by how moving it is mm. to be physically in the darkness to move forward, put one foot in front of the other. And sometimes that is the hardest thing to do, but to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and that you do move into light, that this too shall pass, that nothing stays dark forever. Lee, for anybody listening at the minute who either themselves is struggling or feel like they might know somebody who's struggling, what can they do? How do they get in touch with Pieta? Can they go direct? Do they need referrals? What's the story? We provide 100% free therapy and it's one-to-one and it is with a qualified, experienced therapist. We can do this in many different ways now. That's face-to-face phone or video. No GP referral is required. So anybody can self-refer. So, you know, you can you can pick up the phone on, on behalf of a loved one as well. What I would say is, is that we also have a free 24-7 helpline and it's a crisis helpline with qualified therapists who will support those in crisis through calls or texts at any time. Again, it is 24-7 and we've the qualified therapists there. So that number is 1-800-247-247. If there is somebody listening today who feels like this, reach out absolutely reach out. Pieta is here for you. Please call us. Let us help you. We're waiting for you. Know that you're not alone, that there is hope, even if you can see it right now. We have an awareness campaign at the moment, and it's no suicide and no the signs. And I suppose this offers information and direction to those concerned about someone who is experiencing thoughts of suicide or is self-harming. It highlights three important letters ask, persuade and refer. And where we're saying to ask, if a person is opening up to you and they note that they are engaging in dark thoughts, what we would say is engage with them in a non-judgmental manner with empathy and do ask them directly, are you talking about and thinking about wanting to take your life? A lot of people are afraid to do this, but by doing that is actually helping somebody come to that decision that, yes, this is what I'm doing and it's out there then and help Mm. is next. And then it's persuading, persuading somebody calmly and gently and encourage them to seek supports. It's professional supports that we're asking people to seek and then refer And while that conversation is going on, it is about trying to get that person referred into a service like Pieta House or to your GP or local mental health service. You could ring on behalf of a loved one once we have their permission. You know, you could say to them, look, how about we make that call to Pieta today? It's as simple as that. And I suppose this is really important in helping your loved one get the professional supports again that they deserve and that they need. I was just thinking there that if you are somebody who is trying to kind of walk that delicate line of trying to sort of encourage the person to talk about it, to name what's happening, to persuade them to seek help, to refer, you as that person can call Pieta and get support in that journey, can't you? Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I think for people to know as well that it's not you're not just kind of sitting there going, oh, God, I don't have the skills and I'm trying to navigate this awful thing. You can yeah. phone Pieta too and get support in that, yeah. which is good. I think it's really important to know that you're not there to fix it for them, but you are going to be the person that may help them uh, yeah. turn this around and get yeah. the support, the professional support that they need. Well, if you're participating in Darkness into Light this year, make sure to share and tag Pieta and Electric Ireland in your posts so we can all benefit from seeing the wave of support that's out there. If you're someone who's been affected by self-harm, suicide, or you're in the midst of a tough time right now, I really hope that you feel comforted and supported by the many, many people taking part. And on the morning of the event, you can download a special UOK meditation from Connor Creighton to do before or after your walk or, you know, anytime you like. Thanks for listening. Take care. And remember, you can reach out to Pieta anytime on 1-800-247-247 or text HELP to 51444. If you'd like to hear more on the topic of mental health, check out I'm Fine on RTE Player from May 10th. Bye for now. You okay? In association with Electric Ireland. In the darkest times, we're brighter together. Electric Ireland, shining a light on mental health with Pieta and Darkness into Light.